Welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. I feel like we haven't podcasted in forever because it's been like two weeks. And but for everyone else, like, it's BAU. Yeah, it feels like forever to me. But in case you missed it, Courtney is a whole last fiance now. So go tell her congratulations. Compliment her ring. It's beautiful. She's pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a she. But anyways, <laughs> um, that's what's new for me. Anything new for you? I know. Tell the people about MBSR if they haven't already heard. Yes. MBSR, if you haven't been on my stories, it's literally all I've been talking about because <laughs> I have been consumed with it the past three weeks, but also freaking loving it. So very excited. Um, we had our last class today, but now it's like the tests and the videos to complete all your certification stuff. So hopefully within like the next two weeks, I will be officially certified. So like maybe by the time you hear this, I will have all of that stuff done, but yeah, very, very excited. So what are some of your biggest takeaways and some of the like biggest things that you learned compared to what you already knew? I didn't realize how expansive it got. You don't talk about that. (laughs) You never talked about that with me. Um, So I was thinking, you know, like just organs and emotions. Um, And obviously, like I'm just doing the basic level. So it's not even as in depth as you can get because there's three levels to it. And I think Mm -hmm. you're level two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but just in the basic level, we're learning like clearing scars, clearing disresonance between people, um, clearing your spine and even clearing animals, which I'm really excited about that. Just obviously just to use all my babies probably, but I didn't realize how many things there was that you could address with this. So, and then I did like my intensive with Amanda and like, she's just going into all of these things and like the intentions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the intentions is one of the biggest things, which if you do level two, they do like a whole thing on it in level mm-hmm. two, like they do less of it in level one. Um, and also, like you said, you, I don't talk about how in depth it is because everyone has things that they take away from it. Right. And like yeah. for me, like I don't have pets, so I don't clear pets and like mm-hmm. I've cleared a scar or two. But overall, like that's those aren't things I talk about because they're not really things that I do. Yeah. But. I totally agree. There's like way more than there is to it. That's why like I stay high level because I don't want to get into the weeds because it confuses a lot of people and because Mm -hmm. most people aren't even going to like need it at that level. But especially for someone like you who like loves it, obviously that's like an exciting part. Yeah. I'm mainly excited about the spine part. I don't know, just because I've always been into emotions connected to your spine because a lot of people with chronic back pain, like it's largely emotions held in your spine. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really cool, you know, like just kind of a way to release that because I feel like people don't have a modality to release those a lot of times other than, you know, just like your basic stretching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that MBSR are so powerful because it, um, it just can do so much with the right intention and the right muscle testing truly Mm -hmm. like you you can you can do a lot it's also just like I've said before it's one of my favorites because it's such a passive modality because the person that you're clearing they don't have to bring it up they don't have Mm -hmm. to relieve the trauma so on and so forth and I know that there have been people that I've worked with where like talking through trauma is so so hard for them either hard for them to do or hard because it triggers not just emotions, but physical symptoms. 
So yeah, it's been really helpful. I don't know. I love it, but yeah, I that, don't. That's why I was drawn to it because I am not that person that wants to bring up everything and talk about it. It just doesn't work for me. Um, like you said, it just triggers more physical symptoms. And most of the people that I talk to are this feel the same way about it. Like they don't, they're not into talking about it either. Well, so I'm not going to knock talk therapy because it works for a lot of people mm-hmm. for a lot of things. But one of the main things that it's really, it only scratches the surface of like actually releasing emotions because you're not even getting to them on a subconscious level and on a stored level in the body when you're just talking about it. Mm -hmm. So you're only working on that conscious level. And like our conscious mind only rules literally 5% of our reality. So unless you're literally reprogramming and changing your beliefs and your thoughts and your actions after therapy, right. You'd have to go in and do like a little bit more self-reflection, which a lot of people aren't doing. Um, you're not actually doing enough. Yeah. Sorry. Like it's still going to impact your body. It's still going to impact, your health and all of that. So like a lot of people just aren't going deep enough Mm -hmm. because you can't on a conscious level, like you need to get to that subconscious level. So that's why an MBSR is just one modality because there's lots of other ones that do it, but that's why we love these other modalities because talk therapy barely scratches the surface. Like you're quote addressing your emotions, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've done, um, like psych K seven or eight years ago. And mm-hmm. I just didn't connect with it. Um, because it was a lot of just talking mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of reliving things. Um, it works. I've seen it work really well for some people. Um, and I think it does go a little bit deeper than traditional therapy, Yeah, but for me, I just didn't resonate with it well. And so I don't think it worked for me the way it could have. That's like anything. I mean, every modality is going to different modalities are going to work for different people, truly, because we're we're just all going to be different. Like, that's cool. That's great. Some people are going to need something like neurofeedback because they need you to, like, play the puppet master of their brain and they can't do anything, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But yeah, I um I know a little bit about Psyche, but when I was I had a client who was doing it and when like they, we were talking about it and I researched it, I was like, it's so interesting. Like, it's they were just saying that they like mostly talk about it for a while. And then I'm like, did you feel better after? And he's like, not really. And I was like, I don't know if this works for you, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it really is just all what you resonate with, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're going to believe that it's going to work, then I think it's probably going to help you to some the extent. Placebos are real. I mean, yeah. I swear I feel like a new person just from the last three weeks because you know I've been doing the clearings on myself but then we're also partnered up in class so you have like a couple different people doing clearings on you as well so it's just been yeah a, I wish we a did lot. that it's I know it was lot. two years ago but I wish we did that because we did not partner up and have other people clear you which I that would have been fun mm-hmm. yeah it's it's been fun so yeah I, I feel like you. I have lost inflammation like I can see it in my body just gone and yeah I think overall I just feel calmer less overwhelmed that's like the biggest thing I hear people say (laughs) yeah which if you know Courtney knows (laughs) I've been feeling very overwhelmed this summer so yeah it was clearly the piece that I needed 
Mm -hmm. Most people say like a calmer sense of self, less anxiety, less overwhelmed. They feel like they can just do tasks and they don't have to get like worked up about it. That's like one of the top things I see. And then a lot of people clear parasites, but it depends who you are. I think I've been clearing a lot of liver flukes. That's what it usually is. Like it usually is liver (laughs) flukes, or at least for people that I see. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing like a really gentle, I've been on para four with Cellcore, um, but I've been on that for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And it has definitely been more stuff coming out the past couple weeks. So that's oh, exciting. Boy, do I know it. I feel like everyone <laughs> clears liver flukes when you clear a bunch of emotions. Cause let's be real. The liver holds on to so much. It's not just those anger and frustration emotions that we like traditionally tie to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so interesting to me. Like, obviously I, I know how well emotional clearing works, but I'm, yet I'm always surprised by it. Just like seeing it work personally. Um, because you know, I'm someone that majorly supports my liver. I'm always on top of my liver health, but then to see something else, you know, just on top of it just works so well. I don't know. It just revalidates my point of you need all, you need all the aspects. You don't, I mean, you do can't just do nutrition. And I'm also just a believer that like we need different modalities to at different times in our life. Like I've loved MBSR at some points. I've loved Reiki at some points. I've loved other energy healings. I've loved neurofeedback. Like it's just, we all need different modalities sometimes. So try and work out what one works for you. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one more thing. Uh, so yeah, if you want to learn more about it, we do have a really good podcast with Amanda about MBSR. Mm-hmm. We could do like a brief overview of what it actually is here, but that's why you're like, I didn't even get the depth of it. And I'm like, that's because it always has to be brief. It's always like yeah. we clear emotion, we clear emotions, limiting beliefs, a lot of other things, blocking your physical and emotional bodies from your organs, glands, tissues, using a cold laser running it along the meridian points of the body, which is really just releasing light energy to the mitochondria, supercharging them so that they're powered enough to release all those emotions, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot just from the podcast with Amanda because she explains it really, really well. Yeah. She's really eloquent. Yeah. Um, So yeah, if you want just the basics, like definitely go listen to that podcast because it's great, but I'm sure I will be sharing much more. Courtney has a lot of info. So yeah, reach out to either of us if you want yeah. to know more. Yeah, I know. I'm like in the middle of redoing my website because I, as you guys know, I don't do health anymore. I'm now just a business coach. So I'm just working on identifying as that and like just doing that. So it's a whole other time. It's a whole other thing. Um, And I do use MBSR in my business coaching because it is very helpful for people to release any blocks tied to their business. Um, surprise, surprise. There's emotion stuff behind business too. What? So yeah, you'll probably find more information from me on MBSR upcoming too, just because I'm trying to like talk about more things. Woo-hoo. Amanda cleared me of like, like finances was a big thing in my intention that. that she cleared me. And I kid you not two hours after our session, somebody reached out to me about booking a discovery call, which Perfect. hasn't happened in weeks. So <laughs> clearly something is working yeah it's huge Mm -hmm. that's why yeah like you have to that's why the intention setting truly is so powerful because that's what you are honing in on so would you say something like financially abundant or something like that 
yeah, I think it just abundance. And then, yeah, just like talking about how I want my business to feel and abundance, consistency, creativity, confidence, those kind mm. of things. So actually this, this rings a bell for me. I was in a manifestation course that I still actually am making my way through it. Life happens. Um, and one of the main things is how there's like a hierarchy of creating new habits or a hierarchy of, I don't even remember what it is. I think it's like hierarchy of change. That's what it's called. And the way that most people traditionally see it is like, you make the change, it impacts your life blah, 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 the identity comes later. And they're like, you really need to flip it on its head. Like you need to first identify as that person, right? Are you identifying as the wealthy person, as the six figure business owner? Like, do you feel like her every single day? Do you do things that she would do? Do you have that sense of authority? Like what does the queen do? What does the CEO do? And then you go from there, which is really just, I think it's something that a lot of people know, but don't think about this way. Because when you think about it, it's the same thing with your health. It's the same thing with your business, whatever you want to call it. Like you have to identify as that person first. And we say that with your business all the time. Like you can't think you're the sick person. If you think you're the sick person, you're going to be the sick person your whole entire life, right? Like that's why I had to really draw boundaries around my social life for my health. Because if I was identifying as the person who could get out of things because she wasn't feeling good, like you're never going to heal that way. Those excuses are always going to be there for you unless you just say what the fuck you want and surprise then you don't need that excuse anymore. And it's not going to always be there for you. Like there's the energy for it to clear and go away. But it's the same thing in your business. And I know that we've talked about this, but I loved that she said that that's where you need to start to make changes. Most people think I need to, in my health, the first thing I need is supplements, a diet, or I guess I'll, I'll say like in terms of people losing weight, the first thing I need to do is I need to start going to the gym. They're like, no, you need to identify as the healthy person who goes to the gym all the time so that it feels like a no brainer. It doesn't feel like a decision. It's just like part of your habits and stuff like that. But that's how you change a habit. There's a lot more to the hierarchy. That's just like the number one, because I was looking at the top and the bottom, obviously, because that's like the easiest to explain. Mm -hmm. The first thing you don't do is change your habits. The first thing you do is change your identity. Yeah. But like, hmm, how do we change our identity, right? That's where it gets tricky. That's where it's like, I don't know. I think that a lot of people, (laughs) I've gotten into this conversation a lot where people are saying that they're trying to do things all the time. And I don't really like the word trying because it it feels like you're putting whatever it is far away, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm trying, we'll just do it, do it or don't, right? Like I'm doing it or I'm not doing it. Yeah. So that, but also so many people in their heads make separate stories than what they're actually doing. They're like, I'm trying so hard, right? This, uh, this was me the other day, actually. I'm like, oh my God, I am trying so hard in my business, putting this stuff out there and no one's responding. You know what trying so hard in my head was literally putting out one story. I'm not even joking. Like I was laughing at myself because I was like, no, you actually haven't done anything. Like you haven't made posts. You haven't identified, you haven't changed your website. You haven't like gone on other podcasts. Like you haven't actually done anything, but in my head, I'm trying so hard and nothing's working, but like nothing's fucking happening on the physical level. Yeah. That's relatable. And I'm like, guys, this was actually me the other day. Like, I'm not, I wish I was joking. And then I laughed at myself and I was like, okay, you have to actually put in the work or not even put in the work. Cause I'm never going to say that you have to work so hard to make things happen, but you have to like 
work in alignment with them truly. Like I have to put out there that this is the person that I am, that this is the stuff that I do that like make a landing page, tell people what I do, tell people when it launches, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I can't just put it out once and then be like, oh my God, it's not working. Yeah. Well, no fucking shit. You gave up after one try. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with people in their health journey all the time. Well, I'm trying so hard and nothing's working. And I'm like, okay, well, have you actually been tapping? Well, no, I didn't want to. Okay. Well, have you been meditating? Well, no, I didn't want to. Well, have you been journaling every day? Well, no, I didn't want to, but I'm taking my supplements and I'm eating food, right? I'm sorry. You're not, you're not doing everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to, how to crack and break it to people. Like, I think sometimes just the thought of doing those things is like so overwhelming for some people sometimes. So just like thinking about it feels like so much work to them. So that's where like, that's where they don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They feel like they're trying just because they're constantly thinking about it. Because I know I have been in that place where I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. But it just sounds like so much work and so overwhelming to actually do that thing. And so I just put it off and put it off and put it off, but it's still in my brain thinking about it. So it feels like I'm trying, I mean, I am like, I'm constantly trying to do that thing. I just never do the thing. Yeah. That's trying. And that's why I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't like the word trying, like you're doing it or you're not truly like, but I, I have something about that too. (laughs) Surprise. Because so sometimes when things feel very overwhelming, like you said, like it's too much to do, it's either because our subconscious mind views it as like so big, it's truly impossible or so small that it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like those are the, so if it's too big, it's impossible. How can you make it into small digestible things? If you're like, oh my God, I need to sell this program. Yeah. Don't focus on selling the program, focus on, okay, I need to make one piece of content today. And then I need to talk to two people and then I need to get on one podcast, right? Can we break it down into more digestible, very attainable things? Or if it's too small, cause you're like, oh my God, meditating's going to take me 10 minutes. So I don't need to do it. Well, surprise, you still need to do it, right? Like make it so that you have like a reward at the end or something that like feels more gratifying because we put off things that either don't feel good to do or don't feel good to have done. Mm-hmm. So they need to either feel good to do or feel good to have done. Like working out sometimes doesn't always feel good to do, but at, to, it always feels good to have done. Yep. Sometimes in the moment, I'm like, oh, God, I, I have to do one more squat. I'm going to literally lay down on the floor. Mm-hmm. But like afterwards, I'm like, ooh, adrenaline. We love it. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes you got a habit stack or you have to like force yourself to do things. Like, I don't know. Discipline's a real thing too. i have always relied on my discipline. And like, now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like not relying on it anymore. And I'm finding that I'm falling flat on some things where I'm like, shit, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be, I don't be forcing myself to do stuff my whole life. So like it's finding that balance, but if it's too big, break it down to small digestible pieces, right? If you're like, I need to heal my body, right? What does that mean today? means eating good. That means meditating. That means moving my body, like make them digestible. Or if it's too small, make it so that at the end of it, like you're, I get to make my coffee after I meditate. Mm -hmm. I don't have my coffee until I meditate or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. The subconscious mind's a tricky thing. (laughs) I love it. I just think it's so interesting. It's like a whole nother, a whole nother human living inside of you sometimes. I know I've been, I've been shifting a lot of things around mine. Cause I'm realizing that for the longest time I was so, so, so hard on myself and I didn't even realize how hard I was on myself about everything. Like everything was like 
not good enough, all that stuff. And I was like, wow, that's rough to be living in your brain 24 seven, like shit. So we're, we're shifting things over here. And I didn't even realize I thought everyone was that way. That's not, it's <laughs> not the case. <laughs> Surprise. So yeah, if you want to retrain your brain, shift your business, go talk to Courtney. Ah, if you want to release all the emotions <laughs> connected to your hormones, come talk to me. <laughs> I'm going to trigger um, the shit out of you and it's going to change your life. <laughs> Changing our life is good. It'll it'll change your life for the better. Trust us. Triggers are good. They show us where we're unhealed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, girl has been through a lot of triggers this year. Sometimes. <laughs> but she's she's feeling good now. She's feeling good. There you go. You need this piece. Yeah. Anyway, where can the people find you? At the T-H-E Rooted in Health. What about you? At Emily Joy Wellness everywhere. And if you like this podcast, please give us a rating, subscribe, drop a review, share us on Instagram, all the things. We love it. Bye.